Can you hear me now? Yes, and with your new host of the Duo Podcast. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, it worked. Whatever you did. Finally, worked. golly, it, freaking technology. All right, uh, we gonna get this intro popping. Pop, 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 popping. Welcome to the Duo Sports and Stuff podcast. This is episode two, and I am 2.0. Yes. My name is Deontay Epps alongside my buddy Dane Beasley. Dane, how are you doing on this beautiful day? You know what? I'm doing fantastic, sir. I'm doing great. Can't even complain. Only thing I can complain about is the entertainment. You know what? No, no. I'm not going to start off that way. Doing great, bro. Doing great. Thanks for asking. <laughs> You're welcome, my friend. You're welcome. Uh, so we are uh, a couple of days late, but understandable considering we're coming off uh, Thanksgiving holiday. You know. Um, you know. So it was great to uh, spend time with family. Uh, enjoy their company. I went to visit my parents and uh, my aunts on my mother's side, two of my aunts, Aunt Rhonda and Aunt Bridget came. So shout out to Aunt Rhonda and Aunt Bridget. It was really good to see them and um, enjoy their company. And of course, uh, the food, uh, Dane, um, should I break down what, what we feasted over this holiday? Please, please. The, the viewers would love to know. The, Okay, so uh, you know we had dressing, we had ham, turkey, uh, mac and cheese, which actually I made. You know, I prepared it with the help of my aunt. It was great. Uh, aunt Bridget, appreciate it. Uh, we had hot water cornbread. We had oh. cabbage, greens. Oh. Mm. Um. My aunt made a wonderful, my aunt Rhonda made a wonderful peach cobbler. So, you know, that mug was hidden. It was, it was amazing. The food, food, Thanksgiving food is always great. And then, oh, also we had angel eggs, which my mom turned to, uh, coined them angel eggs. They're really called devil's eggs, but. Not know, in my house. Not, not the baby. House. These are angel eggs. And I, we've been calling them ever since. So, uh, yeah, man, the food was great uh stuffed um but more importantly more than the food is you know spending football time with, oh football oh, oh my bad oh, my bad you about, yeah. about to say family <laughs> yeah family <laughs> family football something like that but yeah it was great to get home and enjoy company with uh people close ones and people you love and stuff like that bro but um how, how was your break it was good man uh such a shame that it's coming to an end but Right. It was good. It was very, very uh, relaxing. I went over to my uncle-in-law's house, um, and that was cool. You know, we had a lot of uh, traditional things as well as some uh, not-so-traditional things, which was cool. Right. Cool. Me, you know, we had the, the ham. Well, no, no, we didn't have ham. We had uh, jerk chicken. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the macaroni and cheese with all the cheeses in it, you know, and then the edges are super crisp, so that, that you know, oof. Ah. Uh, some greens, green beans, uh, some dressing. 
uh, there's a lot of good stuff, a lot of good stuff. Um, but most importantly, there's this cheesecake, man, the strawberry cheesecake, my uncle, oh, man, was, man, dog. Whew, was oh, good. dang. That, that reminds me, bro. My aunt, my aunt Bridget made a cheesecake. It was a German chocolate, Ooh. uh, cheesecake. Dude, it had layers on it. It was crazy. I man. forgot about that. That was great too. Mm. Mm. Can't go wrong with anything chocolate. But man, fact. German chocolate. You get that little coconut shreddings in there. That that, uh, that's what. Yup. Yeah. You know, man, hit 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 you in the corners of your mouth, Shh, boy. And they drop down. <laughs> but uh, that's good stuff, man. Um, so uh, let's go ahead and break down what we got for today. The events that transpired on Thanksgiving Day. With Dallas Cowboys and this pathetic display of football that I've seen in a long, <laughs> very long time. So go ahead and talk about those Cowboys, Dane. Man, dog. See, I knew the game was going to be sloppy because of the the nature, the nature, the 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 elements that would affect the game, and then too because it's the teams that you're supposed to be, the teams that the Cowboys are supposed to be. It's always a dog fight but I did not anticipate it being that bad. Now, right. a lot of you have the, the Cowboys nation is divided. Half of the Cowboys nations. Glad we got our tails kicked the way we did on national television on Thanksgiving day in front of our friends and families while we're eating turkey mm-hmm. because it would possibly lead to the expulsion or the firing, if you will, of one named Jason carrot top Garrett. Right. Called Jason garbage. Uh, JG JG. But it didn't happen. What instead what you got was a very emotional display from your owner and him basically saying he still has hope. Turn these things around. Yeah. I think, man. Oh, I'll let you keep going. No. You gotta this dude's done enough damage to your franchise. He's wasted away plenty of all pro talent. And now you're going to go ahead and uh, let him finish out the season. I never hoped for someone to get fired from the job, but I mean, one might consider that this firing could be setting back your franchise already further back than what it already is now, and shows your incompetence as a not only a leader but an owner slash general manager. But I'll let you. I'll let you take the floor. I'm off my <laughs> so I just think I mean you've seen the same it seems like the same story for the Cowboys every week from like for every season Jason Garrett's been there it's like close losses where it all comes down to <laughs> uh, decisions he makes yep. in certain situations where he like his situational coaching seems like one of the worst I've seen in a while too much of a compliment the same yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's and far as far as Jerry Jones goes, I I think he really wants to get rid of Jason. I feel like if y'all were six and six and fourth in the division, he would be gone. But the fact that the NFC East isn't you know all that great right now, and y'all are still on top of the division, I think that's where that. His loyalty, if you will, with Jason Garrett is still there because he's like, okay, we're six and six. That's bad. 
We're on top of the division. That's okay. So we'll ride this out and see where it goes. Like if we make the playoffs and we lose first game, I think Jason Garrett's gone. I honestly think he's gone. Regardless. I don't see y'all getting past the wild card round because it's looking like y'all gonna have to play Seattle. Yeah, I'm gonna get murked. Uh, so hmm. you know, crazier things have happened, but I think that's why Jerry is is holding on to him. Like he's like in a like if I get rid of him, I mean Chris Rashad could come step in and be intern, but I just think it's like he's like I mean I don't have to fire him because he's my friend. He's on the last year, uh, or he's on the last year of the contract, and so. If we don't make the playoffs or if we get balanced, I could just let him go. It's very, very likely impossible for the Cowboys to not make the playoffs. And it'll give yeah. everyone the ammunition they need to throw off those jokes for the next calendar year, which is rightfully deserved. Yeah. But, man, that's just, just complete manage- mismanagement of careers here. Mm-hmm. Wasted years, talent. You got your players. Your players, the mentality of your players more than anything, they just there's no type of fight. And it's yeah, prepared to. They're prepared to settle for second place, which is awful for every game. But here yeah. we are. Here we are, man. We'll see. We'll see how they uh, how they respond these next few yeah. weeks. They got the Bears on Thursday, if I'm not mistaken, Thursday night football. So right. that should be a dumpster fire. We'll make Mitch Trubisky look like Peyton Manning. <laughs> defense. That's exactly how that'll go. Um. Mm. Yeah, thank you for you know. I, I appreciate you, friend, for listening to my rant. You know, I just had to get that. You know, that's, that's what I'm. That's what I'm here for. You know, this is a dialogue. Right? <laughs> this is a dialogue. This is definitely a dialogue. We kind of talked about him last episode, but uh, Lamar Jackson, man, he he has taken the league by storm. He's on fire right now. And, as we are both watching this game, he's doing more of the same against one of the top defenses in the Niners. But I've seen a lot of comparisons with, uh, you know, Michael Vick in the past and even Colin Kaepernick. But I, this guy is just different, man. It's like he 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 is – you can't even touch him on – like it's, defenders can't even touch him. And like he – it's crazy because it's like he's more of a – I mean, he's a quarterback, of course, but when he runs the ball, he's a running back, like, if that makes sense, because he is trying to get all the yards he can, you know, like, and the moves he puts on is, like, running back. Like, like yeah. it's just insane, man. So how do you – what what do you kind of think about what he's done so far in the league this year? I mean, I for one – I mean, it's not to sound cliche, but not really surprised – the dude was right. doing this in college, and all he needed, all he really needed, was a head coach to take a chance on him and just diversify their playbook to to sit or to fit his strengths and mm-hmm. and mask his weaknesses. Um, and they did just that. One of the most amazing things about it is we talk a lot about Lamar the runner, but we don't even. I don't think many people understand how great of a passer he is, considering he never completed more than sixty percent of his passes when he was in college. Three years right. in Louisville, he never, never once had over sixty percent of if your passes completed. But here we are in the NFL, and he's at sixty-six percent of completed passes, which doesn't sound, you know, eye-popping to to the casual sports fan. But considering most NFL or most quarterbacks, they don't they don't get more 
I guess you could say they're not more accurate. They don't get more accurate when they go to the NFL. It's, it rarely happens. So to see that him transition into a much better pass. Now, granted, he, his receivers are getting a lot of separation, and the play action game really helps right. a lot, uh, freeing up those underneath zones, uh, and especially right. in the middle of the field as well. So not to take credit from that, but it's you still have to make the passes, make those throws, and he's doing that. So exactly. Exactly. And I'm looking, you know, at his stats right now. He has 24 touchdowns, five picks going into this game against the Niners. But it's just like, it's really like a video game, like on the field. And, you know, we we both play Madden a lot and we kind of complained a little bit when we, when the game first came out about how Lamar Jackson was kind of unstoppable. Because he's a cheat code, man. A A dude could do anything and everything. And then, right. You know he was great, but you, you, it kind of just like okay, now it it kind of makes sense the way he was yeah. doing the things he was doing, it, and he's doing it like yeah, he's doing it on the field, yeah, it's, the same way he's doing it on yeah. the video game. So, and speaking yeah, of I, speaking of video game, bro, one one yeah. one another cool thing about him is he leads the league in the percentage of touch or the percentage of pass attempts that end up in touchdowns. Eight percent of his eight wow. percent of his passes are touchdowns. Right, that's close to ten percent. So if this man throws eight passes, one of them is in the end zone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's crazy. crazy. And like he fell into like I know he was kind of disappointed. He always talks about what I like about him. He's so far he seemed like you know a team player. Even after every win, he doesn't you know he doesn't really care about his stats. He's always talking about I want to get to the Super Bowl. I'm trying to win the Super Bowl, which is great to hear from you know young young quarterback mm-hmm. uh and then he kind of he got passed up you know by a lot of teams in the first round and i think and you can think or you can see that he fell into the perfect spot oh yeah like our balls like as dogs, far as the man. coaching staff yeah the coaching staff you know they're tailoring tailoring the playbook around what he does best running the football read option mm-hmm. and you know it's hard for these defenses to to stop and I'm watching them right now. It's just like it's it's just crazy, man. It's I don't know how or when the defense is going to try to stop them, but or who's going to be? The, I know we both yeah. picked right. We both picked the Ravens in our last episode to go to the to the Super Bowl, and they're not you know they're not showing us any different right now. So yeah, uh, that's good. It's good for him to you know show off his abilities, and I, I still think yeah, I, I'm not changing that. I still think they'll make it there. So. And one more thing, shout out to Greg Roman, uh, the OC for the Ravens, for just helping mold that playbook and the play calling selection to the strengths of Lamar and that offense. And just right. if you if you watched a complete game, you know, four quarters of the Ravens this year, you see how well the team meshes together, just how well the the personnel and the play calling goes together. They they're it's it's fantastic. I like it. I like it. Yeah. It's, you know, they tailored it a little bit. I saw a graphic how they were comparing. Of course, we're always going to be in the generation of comparing. And so it was a graphic of them comparing it to when Kaepernick was there. Mm. And the numbers were similar, but like I said, Cap wasn't really running it. You know, he was throwing it more. This this dude is, I mean, he's passing. Of course, we talked about his numbers in the passing game, but he he can take off with it. And it's, he's legit like a, like a running back when mm-hmm. he takes off with the ball because – He's looking to score almost every time, which, you know, 
it's good for him long as he can, you know, you gotta be careful taking those hits, but he seems to be seems to be good so far. So um that's good. That's good for him. Uh so uh yeah, man, Lamar Lamar's doing his thing right now. And uh one of uh another Greg Roman project from a few years ago, Colin Kaepernick. Um Cap. You know, he's been out of the league for a few years. We all know what happened, you know, him taking a knee a few years ago and, you know, being kind of an outcast as far as the NFL leagues, but he was doing great things in the community, society, things like that. But he recently had a uh, workout. Uh, how many weeks ago? Two, two days? Two, day? two, two or three? Something like that. The days are running together. About two weeks ago. Uh, and it's a lot of you know, surrounding mess. It was messy. It was mess. messy. Yeah. Unorganized so, is messy. Just yeah. I call it what so it is. you you kinda go ahead and talk about that, Dan. We'll go back and forth with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So basically how it goes. Uh there's an untraditional, it's very untraditional workout setup uh for, for Kaepernick, which which anybody who's anybody, mm-hmm. you know, knows how dynamic dynamic of a player he is, even if he's not a, you know, starting quarterback, he has some sort of capabilities to be a backup. Well, much like any free agent, he was going to work out for some teams, but traditionally most of your, your, your football players who are free agents or who are, you know, bouncing around from team to team, they, they'll go work out for a team at their facility. Um, But this, this time in particular, which it came off as a huge red flag for many people, Many of your your talking heads and your your sports reporters and things like that. So this is just a red flag of just how much of a show. Like it seemed like a PR stunt that the NFL was trying to to pull with you know setting up uh, a workout for you know him to showcase his talent for you know the scouts or, on a yeah, Saturday, on Saturday right? yeah. when, it's, when it's usually on Tuesday. Yeah. So that was kind of weird. And it's, it, there's a lot of I mean there's a lot of misinformation about that, but it's yeah. just. There was just too much. There was just too much with that. It was just very, and then it's with the whole waiver right. thing, and that's yeah. I don't know. It was, it was, it was weird. It was, it was very weird. It was weird. It's just the timing of it too, like the timing, and, and you know, yeah. Oh, oh no, no, and I don't, I don't know what type of because they, you know, the um, for people, I don't know if people remember, but he in the NFL they settled on. Right, you know the whole collusion and the blackballing of the NFL. So I don't know what the terms of terms of agreement were with that contract and yeah. how soon he could work out with teams or whatever the case would be. But it was just weird, just how this workout just sprung up, you know, when it did, you know, right. And I don't know. It just, I don't know. It 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 looks like a whole bunch of he said she said stuff between. That's that's what I was gonna say. And, it's, yeah, it's both sides, just, and I think I think it's just both sides trying to make them seem like it's not their fault. Right. I mean, he did have the workout, and according to reports, he looked like he did before he was out of the uh-huh. league. You know, he's throwing passes. I mean, he could look. Uh, they were saying he looked as good as you can against air, right. which is a positive. And I'm still a believer that you know, as bad as quarterback play has been in the NFL, and you see a lot of backups in now, like. I feel I truly believe, and of course, this is my opinion, uh, that he is still one of the I mean, not 
of course he's not in that top elite status, but he's a better than a lot of backup quarterbacks that I see in the league right now, man. So I, I feel like he could still mm-hmm. play in the league, but in my honest opinion, I don't think he will nah. get the chance again just because just how so much. Just how they mishandled so, it. They mishandled yeah. that workout, and they both. But it could have been better on both sides. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but if right. And this is a horrible. This is <laughs> this is a horrible analogy, but if I'm trying to get back into good graces with my former employer, you know, and right. if I'm genuinely trying to, you know, get on a team, not even be a starter, but I'm genuinely trying to get my foot back in the door. There's going to be some, there's going to be some, Hey, you know, I'm going to make sure I do this, do that. Uh, I'm going to show up on this uh-huh. time, whatever date you have, if you have the supplies that I need or the, the exercises that I need or, you know, the programs that I need to, to complete my job, I'm going to do it. I'm going to agree to it. And this is that, but changing the day, changing the facilities or, you know, wearing you, you, you're, you're more than welcome to wear whatever you want to, but when you wearing stuff or on your t-shirt, I can't remember exactly what he had on his t-shirt, but it was, Oh no, it was yeah. the, the Kunta Kinte. Uh, was it the Kunta Kinte shirt? Oh yeah. It's like, come on, bro. Like just, Nobody's saying yeah. you can't do that, but like you, you this is a, yeah, this is the job interview easy. after you've already <laughs> been pretty, if you've been kicked out of the classroom a few times. So nobody's telling you to, you know, come here and, you know, you know, on your, you know, I don't know. It, it just, it was just bad. So I don't, I don't, I don't think that the NFL, I don't think he's going to get another shot. In the NFL, um, I would hope he does. Me too. Apparently, and apparently, there were two teams that were interested. But you know how reports go; it's yeah. always going to be like mm, they're interested, maybe. Uh, by, but I mean, like I said, he'll, I mean, he's still doing great stuff. I know he did. I'm not sure exactly what it was, but I saw he said did something for some homeless people on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure he's always going to be doing those efforts and um, contributing to the community and stuff like Man, that. Shout out to him for that. For Right. All the community right. involvement he has, and then donate a lot of his the money that he has because it's much, much, much more than I've ever done. So I can't call him on an that end. But as far as the NFL part, it's like, man, I don't know. And you know, the worst one of the not, I guess it's kind of just the NFL trolling him at this point. But one of the receivers that worked out for him actually got a got a an additional workout from the Browns. The Browns reached out to one of the receivers that worked out with them to basically, you know, offer him an opportunity to work out with him. So it's just like, dang. <laughs> like, dang. I didn't even know that. Yeah, let me I'll find this name real quick. Just some okay. people don't believe. Oh, you just pulling that out. Like, yeah, no, nah, it's for real. Mm-hmm. It's for real. It's for real. Um, That's crazy, man. But, yeah, hopefully, I mean, I'm sure if he doesn't get a shot in the league, he'll keep uh, doing those uh, humanitarian interests and community like projects and, and just stuff keeping so. people educated um that's that's all he can you know if he's going to be sidelined for the remainder of the the year then at least he can do is just yeah. continue to doing his thing as if nobody was watching oh, okay it was uh let's see jordan vc mm. he gets tried with the browns after the kaepernick workout so the receiver that was working out with him Got the trial. Yeah. And it was November the 16th. November the 16th. That, that was the date uh-huh. of the workout. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if, if that really happened like that, yeah, he, he, I definitely, <laughs> he ain't coming back. <laughs> but 
the the good thing about it is that most of the from from what I understand and correct me if I'm wrong, if or the NFL said they were going to provide the receivers or whatever, but I think at that point he declined and said, I have, you know, receivers of my mm-hmm. own. So in the sense, I mean, he put some of his own receivers on. That's, yeah. I mean, that's a good look for him for them to get a look, even though it wasn't, it might not have been the true intent of the workout was, was for him to get, you know, the, the additional follow up from the job interview. But right. Yeah. So that's crazy. December now, mm-hmm. which means uh, college football, you know, is getting to the the oh, nitty, gosh. the nitty gritty, the nitty gritty stuff. So uh, there were some big games yesterday, this past weekend. Um, we had some of the top teams go down a little bit. Had Minnesota, they lost to Wisconsin. They were ranked eighth at that point. Um, who else? Oh, <laughs> Bama lost. Saving yeah, that was like that, that game with Iron Bowl. Auburn knocked them off, so that was clean that, though. That, the way they that lost, was pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty nice the way they lost. Yeah. This the way that it's typically the way that people lose to Alabama. Some sort yeah. of technicality in a in a sub out. It, it's All right. It, yeah, it was it was beautiful. Right, poetic justice, if you will. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, man. So it's shaking out. We'll know a little bit more about the polls coming out this week. But right now it's looking like uh, we got Ohio State, mm-hmm. LSU at two, Clemson three. Right now Georgia is four, but they play LSU in the FCC title game. Yeah. So that's 
could kind of be an elimination game. Sorry, dogs. <laughs> right. <laughs> James putting his prediction in there. Yeah, them, them Tigers ain't playing around, bro. Yeah, they don't play yeah, with I, those Tigers. Them Bulldogs. Yeah, sorry. I sorry, agree. sorry, Bulldogs. <laughs> yeah, not looking good for Georgia, but you never know. Just, get, you never look, know. just go out there, put up a good fight, and get some good film <laughs> on tape. Get some film. <laughs> get some good film for the scouts. Yeah. So if Georgia were to fall at four, Dane, then you got like a group of teams waiting to hop in there. You got Utah at five, and they play Oregon in the Pac-12 title game on Friday. The Utes. Uh, You got Oklahoma. Hold on. Am I saying that? Am I Oklahoma at six? Oh, no. What are you talking about? The the AP polls or the the college football polls? college football playoff. Okay. Playoff poll. I'm missing a team. Are oh, you good? So at at uh four you got Georgia, at five you got Bama, six you got Utah, seven you got Oklahoma, eight Minnesota, nine Baylor, ten Penn State, eleven okay. Florida. Okay. So yes, yeah, so Oklahoma would be next, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So after Utah, it's Oklahoma, and then Baylor will kind of be right behind them. Baylor and Oklahoma play in the rematch of that dreaded game that I went to a few weeks ago where <laughs> Baylor had the uh, 28-point lead or 25-point lead and yeah, lost. Gave up the buns. Uh, gave it up, man. So, Unfortunately. Uh, it'll be a rematch for for the Big 12 Championship in Arlington. And That's going to be a good game, I will be man. attending that. It'll be great. It's going to be great. So uh, there's a lot of talk going on about who would deserve that fourth spot if Georgia were to fall and right now everybody's debating between Utah, Oklahoma and Baylor. Mm-hmm. So obviously you can break it down between Utah and the winner of the Oklahoma Baylor game. Cause potentially, you know, the winner of that big toe championship can have a good argument for that four right. spot. Uh, I saw Utah play yesterday, Dane. Not impressed. I, I, I wasn't impressed. Now, granted, I watched the first half, and I see they start pulling away in the second mm-hmm. half. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I know I'm a Baylor fan, but I I think Baylor could beat Baylor or Oklahoma could beat Utah if they play head up. And you know, the college football playoff committee always loves to say, talk about eye test, eye test. Yeah. And I watched them with my eyes, bro. <laughs> and they didn't pass my. T- <laughs> that's just me. That's just me. And uh, so, and I don't think they they let me check their schedule real quick. But they don't have a top twenty. They have two. They have two year. or not two. They have they played uh, Arizona State uh, when there was. But they what were, were they at that time? They were seventeen then. But now, you know, yeah. Arizona State doesn't have a, you know, there's what, six wins? Five, seven and five? They're yeah. not even ranked. Uh, and then they lost to USC, who is eight and four and unranked. Yeah. So it's it's one of those it's one of those things because it kind of putting them in the top four kind of it, it, it sour a lot of people's stomachs because one people could argue. There are other teams that are more deserving based on the strength of their schedules and based on the strength of their W's. Yeah. But at the same time, until we have some concrete, uh, I can't say not because uh, it's subjective. The the way that the the committee yeah. puts everything together. until there's some concrete ways as to why they put teams to places that they put them. So there's some outline, some outlined. Uh, 
I guess a compass of sorts, a map. There's there's some sort of schematics that puts a team in a particular place. Until they release that type of information, then there's no the the, the rankings hold no type of weight because it just shows it shows all sorts of biases, unfortunately. All right, and so that's so crazy because I was gonna bring that up too. I was gonna say like how we were all upset with the computer system, and but the computer, like you know, if we would have kept the computer and then still did the top four out for that, that might've been a a better sense of, or not being biased. And, you know, I I don't know. It's just very, with this committee, a lot of people are talking about it and I kind of agree how they're very wishy-washy and they always move the goalposts for certain teams and stuff. Prime example, my boy, and I don't have anybody that knows me. I don't have a college football team. Um, I'm kind of, I love watching every top ranked team and all these athletes. So I don't, I don't, I can't say that I can find a favorite team, but what I do like is uh, when these players are empowered. I love that. So that leads me to talk Mm -hmm. about this. The athletic director at Ohio state, James Smith, he uh, went on record to explain why he, Basically, quit the college football. Oh, I saw that link, but I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. What was he talking about? Oh man, you should have clicked. So he brought up the first his in in I guess politically correct response for the first time someone asked him about it why he quit. He's like basically he wanted you know focus on the team, Uh help out the new coach Ryan Day, and and then he you know we we're we're talking about it again. It's like wait a minute, wait, Gene. Gene, Mr. Smith, <laughs> talk to us. Tell us exact. Tell us the real reason why you're no longer on the committee. How you really feel? Yeah, come on, Gene. Come on, G, if I will. <laughs> so then he went on to say that he was concerned about the way that the committee or how the committee was applying the criteria, uh-huh. and it made him feel uncomfortable uh, when he came back into the room and how he was recused from talking about the his rankings because of the way the ba- or not Baylor, how Georgia was ranked ahead oh, wow. of State. Uh huh. After their uh-huh. two lost team and not a champion, yeah. so you can sense there was some there was some deeper feelings, or there was a maybe an abbreviated uh, version of why he left. But yeah. there's some there's definitely some that yeah that just mm. always rubbed me the wrong way, like how mm-hmm. the ads are on the committie. Yeah, because like, is there got to mm-hmm. be a, another set of people y'all can get or? go back to the computer and then just go top four from there. I don't, th- I, I don't know, man. It's just, it's, there's no way. I'll, okay. I won't say it's no way, but I feel like it's very hard not to be biased, yep. especially when you're a, you're an athletic director for a team that's in the fight for the playoffs. So that's just and knowing how, how frequently these athletic directors move around after, mm-hmm. you know, before they're tenured, like, Come on now, there are ties. There are ties. You, if you do enough googling, enough searching, you'll find ties from ads in one conference to ties to another, you know, conference. There, it, it, it's there. Right. As to what they get out of it, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of conspiracy about that, but there needs to be, there needs to be a separate third party uh, developing these these yeah, rankings because it, yeah, I agree. There's too much on the line. You're playing with the futures of these. You know, athletes who, of course, are not guaranteed to have success in the thing that they love the most, which is football. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, and I, yeah, 
shouldn't it shouldn't even be fourteen. It shouldn't even be a fourteen playoff in the first place. If I'm being if I'm being a hundred right now, but that's a topic for another day. Mm. You think it should be more? 16, 16 or 32. Ooh. The the, play, the playoff format that they have for a D1AA is is fine. Now the the one argument that you will have is that it's too many too many games uh for your college athletes, which is understandable. Yeah. That's completely understandable. No. Um which leads me to my next point is they should be compensated in the first place, but yeah. that's another that's a story for another day. Uh, another th- <laughs> that's a story for another Bro, day. One argument I heard against the like making it 32 or 16 was like they were saying it would dilute the regular season, not make it as important because teams could lose maybe two or three games and then be like, as long as I, you know, do this or do that, I'm, if I'm in the top 32 or whatever, I can still make the playoff. I just per- personally, I think that would be fun. I think maybe 32 is too much. I think 16, maybe, maybe maybe 16, 16 might be decent. 16 or eight, but I don't know how you would. Yeah, just I guess we talked about it. How you would shorten the schedule to make okay. it that way? So, episode three of the Duo Podcast. <laughs> yeah, we'll break we'll break that down for sure. Yeah, we need to come up with a good a good uh, bracket. Yeah, like what makes sense? Oh, I'm gonna put yeah. that down in the notes. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. Um, one thing we didn't get to touch upon last episode was uh, Tua from Alabama getting hurt. Um, <sighs> Wow. Well, it was in the first half, correct? Um, when he they, did, they even say what the scientific term was. I just know it was his hip, and he had to have surgery immediately. But um, a lot of people were blaming Nick Saban for keeping him in the game too long. Nick, Nick Saban said, "Hey, we're gonna do this one last two minute drive, and he's gonna get out of there." Uh, but. Uh, and I think this argument, and we can kind of talk about this too, how it goes along with uh, players um, or coaches saving their players or pulling them out early if they're up big on an opponent. Yep. Um, what do you think Saban is to blame for keeping Tua in in the first half? <sighs> Let me tell you like this. Is water wet, Deontay? Uh Last time I checked, water was wet. Is the sky blue, Neante? I was just outside about 10 minutes ago. The sky was blue. And is the grass green? Uh the grass is green, sir. Okay. So let me get let me let me just break this down. Let me break this down on my lengthy explanation as to why you're a Heisman hopeful draft or top. Five possibly draft hopeful quarterback should not have been in the game when you're up 35 to seven. Mm-hmm. And if you are going to have him in the game and you're up 35 to seven, maybe you should just have you're him dropping back. To yeah, you should be <laughs> mandated if you don't, if your first read's not there, your second read's not there, dump it down to somebody or throw the ball away or hand the ball off or screen pass here. There should be no type of extending the play because the, how he got hurt, he, nothing was open. He ran outside the pocket and he got pounced on by two uh, Mississippi state bulldogs. And he's a competitor. We all know that. Yeah. Any, any, any athlete will tell you if they're asked to come out of the game with their first thought process. No, they want to stay in the, stay in the game because they're competitors, but right. 
at that point in time, it's your job as the head coach to just push back. Like, no, we need you for the rest of the season. And two, more importantly, you have a, a bright career ahead of you. The the last thing we need to do is have you in here putting up empty stats versus a, a, a non-ranked opponent in a game where we're mm-hmm. blowing these guys out. Like, that's on the coach. That's on the coach. It's it's no different. It's no different from <laughs> from when Booby Miles got injured. He shouldn't have been. He shouldn't have been in the game. He nah, he shouldn't have been in the game. Like you, yeah. there's no there's nothing else to prove. Hey, that was Booby fault though. He put his helmet on. Oh, he he didn't have a helmet. Point. That's <laughs> beside the point. I know, I got <laughs> and like I don't even know if that's yeah, authentic. That might have been added in the yeah. Hollywood magic. They sprinkle in there the stuff that didn't happen. Yeah. You know how that works. But yeah, but you. You, just, you shouldn't yeah, have been in the game, bro. Uh, it's the third or correction. It's the second quarter. Three minutes to go. Thirty-five to seven. He shouldn't have been in the game. Yeah, it's 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 tough. It's tough. Like I. uh Case in point, I was watching Baylor yesterday, and you know we uh. played we played Kansas, mm-hmm. and like we have a big game against Oklahoma coming up next week, of course, Big Twelve Championship. And the whole time, I'm like on pins and needles because I'm like, Man, if somebody get hurt, yeah, exactly. And Matt Rule finally, so I think he subbed out Charlie Brewer like in the second second quarter. Mm-hmm. He, he rotate was rotating the quarterbacks and stuff. Just yeah, them, bro- not, them brothers was doing work. Yeah, I was watching. I was yeah, like, man. I was like, man, who, man, who's, yeah. who's they, got, they got quarter quarterback pipeline in uh in Waco. But uh, yeah, man, it's it's tough we'll, as a coach. We'll hold the phone I, on that. We'll hold the phone on that opinion. We we'll wait a, a few more seasons oh, before we can declare. <laughs> I don't want you to get ahead of yourself and the viewers bite your head off for yeah. claiming something's not really true. Let me let me help hey, you out. Hey, help uh, you, brother. I'm just. Just predicting the future a little bit, you know. I got you. My uh, bad. What you were saying before I rudely interrupted you. You good? Uh, I was just saying, as a coach, I can only imagine how tough it is playing that fine line of. I I just want to make sure he's ready. I want to make sure he's ready, and it's always you're always gonna get second second guess about decisions you make on the field and nah. stuff like that. But that that one I agree with. I was I was I was. I was one of the ones that said he should have been pulled, especially at that point. But he should have um, been. He should have been pulled. I think, and and this kind of goes along with you know we come we got bowl season coming up, and you're gonna see a lot of players sitting out, deciding not to play if you know if they're not in the playoff, which is their right to do. Know, right, and right. Down upon it if they decide to do it, if they decide to yeah. play or not play. Word to Jalen Smith. Yeah, Jalen oh. Smith and a lot of others. You know, you'll see that more and more. And, you know, especially with the NCAA and their battle on the compensation of players and stuff, yep. you'll see players value themselves over, you know, money that they're not going to get from a bowl game. And, you know, that's a that's another big story, a yeah. uh, long we story can, we that we can could go into.
we shall switch the gears to uh the hardwood dane uh oh man we haven't talked about basketball as much but uh we're gonna we're gonna break it down a little bit um and honestly i've watched like at this time of year it's kind of hard for me to watch basketball i catch i mean i watch a few games a few mavericks games and uh catch some highlights on sports center, but I'm, I, I'll usually be so tuned into football and what's going on there. But two, two guys, Dane, two uh, MVP, early MVP candidates play for both of our favorite basketball teams in uh, LeBron and Luca. LeBron in his 17th year, man, is just, is just doing stuff he did 10 years ago still yeah. in this Lakers are what seventeen and two right now, eighteen and two, something like that, and he's looking like he did back it's, in two thousand eight. Kind of crazy. It's, it's crazy, and it doesn't even look like they're. Oh look, and the and the math play the Lakers today. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's how crazy. convenient. We, we didn't plan yeah. that, but uh, yeah, the twelve and six Mavericks and the seventeen and two Lakers. Lakers. Yeah, man. So, how, what what are you seeing from LeBron right now? Uh, that that's making the Lakers ball out. Well, as many people will know, I'm not the biggest uh, King James fan. I never was. Um, mm-hmm. I admired it from a distance, but I was like, man, I don't play this dude. And is that because you were a Kobe Bryant fan? No comment. No comment. Shame shame on you for trying to get get my house egged and TP'd. Oh, Uh, oh, yeah. Nick Saban's house got TP'd last night after the game. Did get TP'd? Oh, sorry. Sorry. Well, maybe go back to that. But yeah, part of of my. I guess I just wasn't a fan. I'm not, I wasn't, I've never been a fan of LeBron. He's an amazing player. I never never take that away from him the, the just wasn't on the hype had. train really yeah i just wasn't on the hype train and i admit part of it too is just i was like huge, i'm a huge lakers fan man so anything purpling anything to take away from the purple and gold was like hey wait a minute right. put the cameras back over here this this is this is about the lake show but what he's been doing Last year, I wasn't really impressed, and more so, a lot of people had a lot of theories. With maybe he's just playing at you know sixty percent because he's preserving preserving himself for next year when we get AD. Even though at the time, this time last year it seemed like a long shot, right? You know, the NFL, or not NFL NBA rumors, you know, come about and they stay about, and they're just wide down the open like that. So he's here this year, and AD's there, and it's kind of just it, it's smooth basketball. It seems like they've been playing together for years, right? We're we're not even twenty games into the regular season yet. Like it's it's it's. I'm gonna hold my my predictions about it because you know they're my team and I don't want to come off as a homer or anything. But what they're doing right now is uh is pretty remarkable, especially him being as seasoned as he is. But you need to go ahead and cut that hair off, man. Go ahead and bring the ball to the top, man. All the great uh, maybe so. He he holds Stone on. Cold, Steve Austin. He holds Michael on. Jordan, Kobe Bryant. No, all the great stuff, yeah, man. Just, Kobe did do it, huh? I forgot about that. Cut because every time he shows up with this new fresh uh, patch, <laughs> fresh stem cell hair plant that he has, it's yeah. like, come on, 
like, hey, and the, the interwebs be flaming them up every time. <laughs> every be time. here for it. That'd be but so I mean, funny. you you know, a hundred millions of dollars worth of an athlete, you can do what you do. Yeah. Nobody can question it. But you gonna we gonna get these jokes off, right. whether or not you play my team or not. We gonna get these jokes. Off. All right. But what they're doing is remarkable, man. I agree. I agree. Just like 17 year, man, he's doing the same stuff he did 10 years, 12 years ago. But uh, one thing I can appreciate about him is people, he'll go down in history as one of the most athletic guys ever to to play in the NBA because of, oh, he can, I'm going to quote some some of his fans. He can play all five positions. He can run the point. He can. He can defend all five positions. Like one thing that I, in particular, I appreciate about his game is his passing. Mm-hmm. The dude is a hell of a facilitator, yeah. and whenever the af- whenever he can't rely on his athletic abilities anymore, he still can. Right. He still can make the players around him better, which I can appreciate. I feel like every year people continue to doubt who. He is, which is like yeah. one of the best players ever, and he oh, continues to prove. He can, yeah, he continues to prove it every year. Um, and then he, he's just, you know, who he is, man. He just, whenever you think he's about to shut it down, he just raises it to another level. And that's, drives that's good to see. on somebody. It's like there's no way he's getting through that traffic. Okay, there's no way he's yeah. gonna make this. Yeah, he's right. You just you gotta appreciate it, regardless of how far they go this year. It's like that's that's not called for. This this dude, yeah. bro, he's got a kid in high school playing basketball. Exactly, and he go, bro, he gonna end up playing with him too. Watch, that's, I remember him at it. He had an interview saying that was like his next goal. He wanted to play with his son in the league, and that that's gonna be that's like crazy stuff to think about, like playing with your son. And on the professional level, and you know, the highest level of competition is just crazy. you know, the craziest thing about that about playing basketball with his son, mm-hmm. like the uh, LeBron's son's team, um, the Sierra Canyon, they played Duncanville uh-huh. High School yesterday at oh, uh, really, at the double AC. Wait, somebody, yeah, was at the game, somebody I know, yeah. I think I saw it on we, Instagram. We were trying to follow because we, I mean, <laughs> we pay taxes at Duncanville, <laughs> so. We yeah. we were following along, and they only lost. Duncan only lost by three points. Oh man! I ain't trying to say nothing, but you know they only lost by three points. But they, yeah, they they were balling out. So that is Ronnie James and Zaire Wade. Like it's man, right? Second coming, man. It's gonna be crazy to see it when they get yeah. in the league. Um, and then a guy that looks like in the face he should be in high school, freaking Luca. <laughs> 20-year-old Luca <laughs> balling out of his mind right now, man. I need to go to a Mavericks game this year. That's my goal because I got to see him play. But he, I mean, he's 20 years old. And I know I just talked about it. Everybody talked about how young he is, but he's been balling, you know, in the EuroLeague for year, a few years before he got into the league. So he's used to playing against, you know, grown guys, grown dudes. Older. That's the only way you get better anyways, right. play against people who are better than you. Right. So – uh, Luca, you know, he I'm looking at his stats right now, man. Ridiculous. He has he's averaging 30 points a game, nine rebounds, nine assists, 9.9, 9.6 assists. He got almost average a triple double by the end of the year, which I, I mean, I 
I can see it happening. Um, and he's just ele- elevated this math squad, mm-hmm. which, you know, you got Kristaps Porzingis and, you know, I still think people are ragging on Kristaps, but he's, I think he's still recovering from yeah. that ACL. It'll probably take him a few months to get back to who he is. But if he does, that two, that tandem right there is something to mess with yeah. in the West. Because uh, San Antonio's down this year. It's between Houston and Dallas in that Southwest division. Uh, but what Luca's doing right now, man, is as a Mavs fan, it makes me really, really happy. And uh, especially going away from the dirt. The Dirk era. This is the new, the new thing. But I, I'm I'm really impressed with what Luca does, and he, I'm I'm not comparing him to LeBron, but he does like you. make like what you said earlier about making his teammates better. He's yeah, a, a true facilitator, right? He's a facilitator. He can get to the buck, or he can get to the to the hoop. Can shoot. He's a true three levels right, scorer. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> he can get. Anywhere he wants to on the floor, he can get there. So I'm really hoping the Mavs sign Jamal Crawford because mm, to give he's a, another, the Mavs needs another body, right? Another guy that can create the shot, a third option, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, the crazy thing about and you you brought up the LeBron comparisons. Let me, I'm going to make my bold comparison. Okay, I think I think Luca is. I mean, it's very cliche because a lot of people have already said this, but it you see it. He's basically the Euro version of James Harden in in so many ways. Um, now, not to say he's James Harden or anything like that, but their, their strengths in the game are pretty similar. You know, the savviness, <laughs> the savviness at right. any part of the court uh, in that, that dang step back. It's just, I know Harden wasn't the first player to do this by any means to, to perfect it or to just, popularize it the way that it is now but and so some sometimes he just does it for no reason and it's still just nothing but net and it's just crazy yeah. but that his game is very similar to James Harden and and the fact that he could score in anywhere on the court and James just went for 62 yeah. last night and three quarters I think three quarters and he he was mad at uh the coach uh, <laughs> good because <laughs> uh, i know what he wanted i know what he right wanted he's never gonna get it yeah. as long as the game Two is points. out of reach well, he's never gonna get that man it wasn't the kobe record he was trying to get his own career high he was like two-point shots of, of his own career high that's what he was mad about but they were blowing that team out so yeah. there's yeah. no point in him being there that was the hawks i saw a tweet because they were playing the hawks yeah see that nick like, saban <laughs> he pulled his guy they were <laughs> defeating their opponent yeah, because it risked injury, right? Yeah, there's no, there's no, there was no point. I mean, two different sports, two different levels of competition, not comparable at all, except for the fact that he pulled his guy, pulled his guy. put him on the bench <laughs> so he wouldn't get hurt. But my bad. Go ahead. Uh, then uh, we had Melo come back. Hey. We're catching up on some stuff. Carmelo Anthony came back, signed a non-guaranteed deal with the Portland Trail Blazers, mm-hmm. and he's made an instant impact, man. A lot of people say he was washed up. Yeah, uh, the first game they lost, expecting that man to be Jesus with a basketball. Right. Like, come on, bro. This right. dude's first game back, you can't – I mean, he was scoring at will. Don't get me wrong, but you can't expect him to put the team on like right. that quick. But he's balling, bro. He, He's balling. Uh, he's averaging seventeen points right now, and they what? They won three straight, Portland. Yeah, 
I mean, mind you, it was two against the Bulls and then the Thunder, but hey, the win is a win. Win's a win. <laughs> win's a win. Uh and him with uh Dame Lillard and CJ McCollum is a nice little trio there. So Maybe they can sneak in and get one of those seven or eight seeds. The West is so tough. Yeah, right now, it's gonna man. be nice. And you mentioned uh, it earlier before earlier in in the show uh, that basketball is pretty not too high on your priority list as far as viewership at the moment because of where football is right now. But and it's a long season. <laughs> yeah. So in January, January, February. That's when you you'll see more. I guess not great basketball, but you'll be able you'll you'll see the pretenders and contenders yeah. rise, yeah. Yeah. And you'll see more media coverage on it. Right. Right now it's it's definitely mostly football because you have so many great storylines. But if this was in the middle of February, we'd be hearing about Carmelo Anthony averaging and it's just a three game sample, but him averaging twenty three point seven rebounds and you know, shoot while shooting fifty seven percent from the field. Right. So and 45% from behind the three. So we'd hear about that if this was February or something. Yeah. But right now it's kind of – it's hidden. Right. And, of course, because the level of competition. But still. It's, yeah, it's good to see him him balling at this point. So uh, what was it? Last week, the NBA, there was rumors that the NBA is proposing schedule and playoff changes. Uh, I don't really understand why they're doing this. Uh, so they're talking about reseeding the playoffs. Uh, so it said how it worked. The NBA would rank the four conference finalists one through four based on their regular season record, kind of making it like a final four. Yeah. Uh, I guess because of the lopsidedness. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of uh, uh, tin foil hats and tin foil do rags talking about it on Twitter, but. Mostly, right. <laughs> it's to discourage, you know, the load management and to make games more meaningful, I guess, uh, in a sense. And then, of course, it helps with if you have a shorter sample size or smaller sample size for regular season games, you're able to, I guess, squeeze more out of your fans with uh, ticket costs and things like that. So I don't I don't know what type of truth there is to that or what type of data supports that, but that could be part of the reason why. And kind of to go along with that, we kind of mentioned how you mentioned how the viewership is not really hot around this time of year. The mm-hmm. thing about adding a mid season tournament with all 30 teams between Thanksgiving yeah. and Christmas. That sound like some uh, age crap. They're trying to man, do it. I, 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 it's really, it's looking like they're really doing this for ratings. Yeah. You want to fix the NBA how about you be a little bit, more softer on some of these calls, like stop calling so many weak fouls, penalize, maybe put some more penal- penalties on players who decide they, they want to throw themselves around the court whenever they get, you know, their hair follicles on their arm touched or something mm-hmm. like that. I don't know. Maybe you should do something about that versus trying to squeeze and milk more money and more viewership out of your, your fan base. Cause that's not going to do it. Yeah. That's going to crash and burn look like idiots. I don't even think the players would want, to play a mid-season tournament. Like, I just don't see – I don't know. It's early. I just don't see that happening. As much as the, they talk about low management and stuff right now, I just <laughs> – I, I mean, I'd happening. love to see the discussion about it, though. I ain't going to lie to you. I'd love to see that. We, we, we'd we love to see that, Jackie. Would we love to see that? <laughs> yeah. As a fan, yeah, you, you would love to see more of sports. 
but I just don't see it. We'll we'll see though. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know that because nobody care, nobody's gonna care about a midseason tournament. That's they what I'm saying. About, like, worried about making it to the finals. I don't care about getting another little trophy to add to the right. you know. Unless, the collection. Well, I I, I did see where they were talking. Um, or it was just somebody's one of the analysts. I forget whose Twitter it was, but they were saying how if you make the midseason tournament important, like if the winner gets some type of playoff implication where they're, huh, some sort of seeding or something. Yeah, where they get like a buy in the playoffs or something like that to make it interesting. That would make more sense. But just to throw it in there for ratings, I don't see that flying. Uh, uh, what I don't know because I, I don't know what their viewership looks like in the as far as the playoffs are concerned, but I know those first, some of those first round matchups are unbearable to watch after the first two or three games. <laughs> yeah, I see. So maybe if they want to revisit anything, maybe they want to go back to revisiting how many games they played during that first round because that might be. I mean, I don't I don't know the argument for both sides, but if they want to look at something that has been very disrespectful, yeah. <laughs> Very painful to watch. And maybe that's what they're trying to do. Just yeah, make everything more interesting. Know. I don't know, but hopefully, they, hopefully they bring it to the players first and let them have a bigger voice about it. Because anytime when you see upper management get involved yeah. and hear the voices of their and, and their usually, work. yeah, usually the NBA is good about that. They, I feel like the relationship between at least Adam Silver and the players is a good one. So I feel like their league, out of all the leagues, is the one that works with the players the most. Um, so, you know, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. So, Two-Face made it happy, no 
They'll probably like the mouse will come. Oh, they'll cut us. They'll cut. They'll cut us off for real. Show, show up at your front door. <laughs> All, right. All right, Dane. So I watched Star Wars, my first Star Wars movie, uh, Episode Four. My guy, the new, um, hope. The, the new hope. I hope the new hope. Or uh, and I can see. Okay, I can see why people love. The Star Wars franchise. I mean, I'm only one movie in, of course, but that's all you need, G. Even, even, and I was talking to a friend about this. This is a movie made in the '70s, and like, I mean, of course, you could tell it was made back in the day. Yeah, but it's that was it was really good for being in the '70s and having all the, uh, you know, uh, effects, special effects, and stuff like that. But the story itself, I enjoy. Um, and uh I'm a my review of it mm-hmm. uh I think it's of course it's the beginning of the the Star Wars saga am I am yeah, I correct very on that assessment? Yeah. Okay. It's the very shout beginning. Out. And of course I recognize I said shout huh? out to George Lucas one time. Right. right. I recognize some of the uh big big names, Luke Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Darth Vader. Uh, yeah, Obi Wan. Um, but no, man, this is uh, I guess oh. my review is kind of trash, but I, I'll just say I look forward to watching the next one. And that was kind of like my next question was, which one should I watch next? Because a friend of mine told me that there's a way. It's called the Machete Order. You ever heard of that? No. no. I mean, for the sake of the podcast, I'm going to say no. So you can <laughs> go ahead and explain it. So it's like a particular way you're supposed to watch the uh, the Star Wars movies. The first one is A New Hope, which I just watched, which is episode four. And then it says episode five, The Empire Strikes Back. Right. Episode two, Attack of the Clones. Right. Oh, 
<laughs> episode three, Revenge of the Sith, and then episode six, Return of the Jedi. So, uh, is that the right way, or is there a way you think I should watch? They just it differently? completely disrespected. Well, rightfully so. They just disrespected uh, the Phantom Menace, which is episode one, which most would consider probably the worst uh, Star Wars movie of all time. One of the worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I'm. I don't. I don't see anything wrong with that. I mean, the the way that I watched it is the way any the way every other normal human being on the face of the earth watched it. We watched so the, four, five, six, yeah, and then one, four, two, five, three, six, one, two, three, and then uh, seven, seven and eight, and then eventually nine here in a few weeks. Okay, that's how I'm gonna watch it then. Uh, no, you're more than welcome to watch it any way you want to, especially by the you know the uh, the advice of a friend. Um, but if you want to get you can, you know what I recommend? Watch mm-hmm. it the way that they came out. So, mm-hmm. you know, 77, 80s, and then mm-hmm. 2000s. Uh, and then, you know, wait a few months, maybe a year or so, and then watch it again in the way that you were directed by your friend and see if you notice anything different. The comp- comparisons. Mm-hmm. Right. Because the second time you watch it, you're not watching it to watch it. You're watching it to, you're, you're seeing different or new things. And if you watch them, you know, within a week's time, you'll notice like, oh man, I didn't realize how this ties into that. But they're really, they did a really good job as far as the details that they put in each of the movies uh, and how they lead into one another. But it's, right. it's just phenomenal. And, and I will say, you know, watching the first one or the new hope, mm-hmm. it was, it was great because it was simple. Like yeah. you could see how, the, I mean, it was, like, it was a great touch. movie. Right, they they didn't do too much. They made it simple enough for someone like me who had never seen a Star Wars movie before to understand years later. You know, I don't know. Back then, they probably didn't know they were going to do none of these. Maybe they did, but it was simple, easy to follow along with, and um, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. So I'm looking forward to Empire Strikes Back, where I'm assuming the Empire Strikes Back <laughs> Yeah, man, I think we got everything covered that we wanted to on this episode. Uh, Once again, we appreciate everyone. Many thanks. Many Uh, thanks. Many thanks, yeah, lending your ears and laughing at us and supporting us and showing us love for this new adventure that we've went upon. And we have a social media or Twitter page for our podcast. It is at the duo SNS. Um, and then our Twitter's Twitter handles. Mine is D Epps right steps, D E P P S opposite the left steps. And then Dane is what's yours, Dane? Mine's is uh Dane B T X, that's D A N E, the letter B, and then T X. We appreciate everyone showing support and love and all that good stuff. And we'll continue to work hard and grind, do our best to bring the best content and just kick back and enjoy enjoy just talking about stuff man so with that being said uh we are out out of here and i'm gone (laughs) later